Well, welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the podcast that doesn't have a name, but we do know it is all about the drivers. Eric Wesley here with you with the usual cast and crew of Frank Carroll and Mike Kwiatkowski. Frank, how are you today? I'm phenomenal. It's a phenomenal Friday, so I'm doing really well. Always good to make it to Friday in the week. Mike K, how are you, sir? I'm hanging in there, Eric. I'm glad it's Friday myself. Uh, it's been a crazy week, but it's been a good week. Got a lot of got a lot of things accomplished this week, so just glad to be here and looking forward to the weekend. Never a dull moment or week at the Greyhound Enterprises, I guess we could say, because there's something new to always deal with, and probably no one better to uh, no one better knows that than our guest, Mike. You want to introduce him to everybody? Oh yeah, absolutely. We're we're very lucky and honored today to have um, the man with two names. He's uh, better known as Reggie er- Reggie Evans, but sometimes I get emails for him from Eric Evans. So I thought he had a brother or something when I first met him. It was kind of funny. Well, there's um, nothing wrong with the name Eric. I'll attest to that. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's why he goes by Reggie, Eric. I think that's why he goes by Reggie. Uh, but yeah, I got, I've had the opportunity to meet Reggie a few times. Um, he is one of the smartest guys I think I've met um at greyhound he he really kind of gets it i mean it's funny he's on our driver planning committee which if anybody's anybody's ever worked around driver planning it takes a special brain to do that um i also like edgy because reggie gives us he really cares about the company he gives us really good feedback i mean he's written me some emails tell me about some things that are going on out there um that really kind of cut to the bone uh no bs about them and he's doing it for all the right reasons so i'm very happy and honored that he is on the call today with us well good reggie welcome to the podcast thank you thank you and the honor and pleasure is mine i appreciate you guys having me today well before we get into the heavy questions from mike and frank uh we always like to let our listening audience know a little bit about the guest and so you'll just tell us a little bit about your background here at greyhound well um uh, today is what Friday, so I'm come a little bit of a month short of my 17 year anniversary. I'll be on 17 years in June 6th of next uh, this year, so 17 years driving. I've been out here on the West Coast, Los Angeles, Las Vegas, most of the time, but I've had a chance to supplement to different locations in the Northwest and the Northeast a lot of times. So I've worked all over, so I have a pretty good experience. Uh, I've worked as a shop steward on the run committee, uh, driver training. So a lot of different areas I've worked in to see how we work in a lot of different aspects and have a pretty good understanding of how things work. And, you know, I try to help drivers as much as I can out there. So that's kind of my experience with Graham. That's a well-rounded experience. So a lot of uh, uh, knowledge that you bring to the table. So thank you so much for all that you've done. No problem. Thank you. Absolutely. And that training piece has become so important. That's where I've been spending the last four weeks in particular. Um, you know, Reggie, what are some of the things if you were when you're training drivers, you know, how do you work with them to get adjusted to being a Greyhound driver? Well, I think the important thing for drivers to understand is that everybody's different. Everybody can't be expected to do the same thing. You know, we come from different backgrounds. We come in at different ages, different experience levels. So I think everybody has to understand that we are all different and not to try to do things the same way somebody else has done them. And I I think that a lot of times people come into this job thinking they're going to do this and they're going to do that. They're going to have great careers. And, you know, we see at the school, you know, we get a lot of people come to the school and Maybe by the time we finish, we don't have as many. And then a month later, we have some more have left. So this job is not for everyone. But I think the important thing is that people need to understand that they have to learn the job. They have to grow into the job. And 
You know, some people might grow into it within a matter of weeks. Some people might grow into it within a matter of months. So everybody goes at their own pace. But I think it's important for drivers to understand that it takes time to become the professional seasoned driver. Just because you know how to drive a bus doesn't mean you're going to make an excellent Greyhound driver. And I think a lot of people need to understand that and not get down on themselves, not expect too much mm. to themselves, but let themselves become the person and the driver they're going to be in the time that it takes them naturally. Yeah. That's a great point because it is something you have to kind of go through the process and learn as you go. It's not an easy job at, by any stretch of right. the imagination. Uh, it's a huge responsibility. We were kind of talking off the air just a few minutes ago about how how much a responsibility is and how stressful the job can be, how hard it can be on your family and, you know, getting your rest and eating properly and taking care of yourselves. And like you said, it, just because you can drive a bus doesn't mean you're going to be a it takes a lot more to be a great driver or a great operator for Greyhound. Absolutely. You know, a lot of people who don't do this job, they think it's an easy job. They think you just sit there, all you have to do is drive because they drive their cars every day. But they don't realize the pressures that you have on you. I mean, you know, there's the stresses of making sure you make the right decisions at all times because you make the wrong decision. You can affect a lot of people's lives, not just yours, but the 50 people on the road, uh, the bus behind you, the people on the road around you. So you want to try to have the best information and that you have available to you to make the best decisions, because, like I said, it is a stressful job. And, you know, you're not only driving for yourself, but you have to drive for others. You have to anticipate what other drivers might do because you're the professional and you have the been the one trained and you have to be able to make decisions, because if you don't make the right decision, it can impact your life, the 50 people behind you, the people around you on the road. So you always want to be alert. You want to be rested. Uh, you want to eat right. All those things that you mentioned, Mike, those are important things because those are all factor into how you perform out there on the road. And if you make bad decisions, then, you know, uh, it can be very impactful out there. And hey, let me ask you a question about that. I mean, if you could just kind of dive into how you acclimated yourself when you first uh, started, some of the uh, 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 challenges that you faced, and how did you overcome them to become the successful driver that you are? Well, you know, um, it was a little bit of a different company back then. We had a lot more drivers, and things were a little bit different, but one of the greatest pieces of advice I got from my manager at the time, John Everwine, was, hey, take your time out there and don't rush. Um, you know, you might feel like I'm ready to drive today, you know, and you might drive for an hour or two and then uh, then you're not ready anymore. You're tired now. And a lot of times your adrenaline is going to get you through. And so he said, just take your time, relax. And if you don't feel like you should work today, don't come to work today. We, we can figure out what we'll do with the pastors in another kind of way. But we don't want you feeling like you have to go out there and drive because something can happen. You might feel okay those first two hours, but six or seven hours into it, you might not be. So I think it was important for me to learn to slow down, uh, be honest with myself. I say you're adults, you have to be honest with yourself. And if you know that you can't go out there, don't go out there. Um, you know, we talk about go and no go at the school. And that's one of the things we talk about it in terms of what you should do when driving. But I like to add that there's times when you should not be driving. Maybe you should not be out there, and that's a no-go situation. So you have to be honest with yourself. You guys play dominoes at all. You probably heard the term, all money ain't good money. Well, <laughs> there's times where, where you're going to feel like, you know, okay, when you're new to this job, you um you feel the pressure to take every call, take every assignment, you know, work every day like, you, like the other person has. But sometimes it's not the right time to be out there and you have to say okay i can't go out there don't chase the money because the money's out there it's going to chase you so don't go chasing after it 
If you feel like you're not rested and you're not ready, then don't go out. And what I like to say to the students is, you know, maybe, you know, if it happens all the time, you know, maybe it's a conversation that could be had. Maybe this job is not for you or we can figure out ways to help you adjust to it. But if you try to exceed your capabilities and go out and do something that you shouldn't be doing, it's a whole different conversation that might be had. We don't want to want to have those kind of conversations. So I think for me, the best thing was learning how to just slow down, take my time and be honest. You know, I, I, I go back to one specific instance where I was driving. This has probably happened to all of us where I didn't remember like the last 30 minutes of driving. I was kind of like on an autopilot and Whoa. I got home and I talked to my wife and I told her, I promise that I'll never do that again because it wasn't just my life. I put everybody's life in danger. So you have to understand when to slow down and how to adjust to it. You know, with this job, you know, one day you might be driving at daytime. The next day you're driving at night. Uh, you're driving in different time zones, different mountain climates, traffic, heavy traffic, nothing. So you have oh, to yeah. understand that there's differences and just pace yourself. You have to pace yourself. Yeah, that pacing yourself is good. I mean, I never heard it quite explained. Sometimes you do have to slow down because I could see I've been in terminal environments and there is that rush, rush, rush to try to get everybody loaded, get out, get out on time. But I noticed to your point, I take to make more mistakes when I rush. Right. You know, anything I do, if I try to rush something versus, you know, take a breath, slow down, you know, get focused. Um, yeah, I'll tend to do whatever I'm doing just a little bit better. So that's, and a, you that's know an what interesting that is, way right? of putting it. Yeah. You know what that is, Mike, because we talk about the 329 and one rule at the school and, you know, you might rush through it and there's no nothing bad happens. And so you're inclined to rush through it the next time because nothing bad has happened. So you keep on doing that and you've getting used to doing that. And so now you think it's second nature. I'm going to rush and I'm going to cut short this, cut short my pre-trip or, or cut short something else. And 300 times you do it, you're going to lead to that 29 near misses. You're going to lead to that one big instance. And so. If you can hmm. cut that out, and it's hard to do because there are pressures. You know, you you get a call. You guys know what it's like. You get a call, and uh, they say, hey, the bus was supposed to leave two hours ago, but we had no driver. We had to wait till you got fresh. So, so your inclination is to rush and get these passengers out so they can make their connections. But, again, it's better to take your time, let things happen the way they're supposed to happen instead of trying to make things happen sometimes, and you can avoid a lot of things because, like they say in the 329-1 rule, you have that one instance, now everybody's going to be late because you got to spend hours doing paperwork or different things on incidents that happen that maybe could have right. been avoided if you're just taking your time. You're less stressed, too, I think, when I take my time or just slow down. It, it creates a more, like I said, less stressful environment because, you know, you're highly stressed. Bad, you know, bad things happen in that situation, too. You start, you know, it's got to impact your customer service skills when you're highly stressed and you got a customer who's highly stressed. It seems like it's almost a recipe for disaster at times. Absolutely. And, and if you ever think about like how um, maybe you're driving somewhere for the first time and it seems like it takes you forever to get there and then your trip back, it's a lot easier. It seemed like it took you half the time because you had less stress because you knew what was coming up uh, the second time more than you did the first time. And it's kind of the same thing with driving. When you're starting out, you're new. Everything's unforeseen. Un, uh, you don't let's look what word. You don't know what to expect. And mm -hmm. so everything it's a lot more stressful, but after you've done it, then it's a lot less stress the next time. And then after you've done it again, it's a lot less stress. And you learn how to calm down. You learn how to diffuse situations. And it just makes the whole trip better for yourself and for your passengers. Right. Yeah. And I heard a similar, similar thing. Uncertainty yes. is what causes anxiety and stress. 
Exactly. Exactly. And like you said, new job, a lot of uncertainty. You know, what you've done it a couple hundred times, it becomes second nature. So that's and, good. But you know what? In addition to, but with that, you have a different kind of problem that you can come upon, which is where you become a. Uh, you do things by second nature, and so you yeah. don't tend to focus sometimes. So you have to be aware of that also. Yeah, you kind of get complacent. Yep, in autopilot, you go on autopilot. Yeah. And that's that's almost as bad. You're right. So I mean, uh, did it take you more time to get to that headspace where you you could be more comfortable in creating those moments of magic for the customers, as opposed to just being so laser focused on what you're you're driving and things that you needed to do well you know um going back to again when i first started it was a different kind of environment and one of the things that uh you know things change and one of the things we used to have was a lot more you know we had more extra sections second sections deadheads things like that so you'd have a lot more drivers that were around waiting for work assignments and you can interact with them in the driver's room and things like that. So talking to veterans, that's what helped me talking to veterans who had experienced it and done it and giving me that good advice. Um, that's what helped me to make it. So uh, I think it's a little bit harder today because I don't think we have as much interaction. You know, you can kind of get your bus assignment on your phone. You don't have to get the information from your supervisor or manager. You get your assignment, you show up at the yard, you drive. So you might not see another driver for two or three months sometimes. Whereas a lot back then we had a lot more interaction and a lot of time to talk to and pick the brains of those guys who have been around and help you slow down. So I think that's what helped me slow down the most was getting that information and feedback from senior drivers who taught me the ropes more than I think than we get that today. That speaks to our new normal, right? Uh, like he, like Evan said, a lot of times uh, in the past, you had way more drivers, even more equipment, right? To do what yes. you needed to get done. And now we're in a different environment, right? Uh, we got less drivers. We're trying to build those back up, but it takes drivers like Evans to really get us to help drivers keep keep themselves on track. And in his experience, his mentorship, his knowledge and insight is really going to help him do that long term. You know, and I'm glad you mentioned the mentor program because you know, as we talk about how things change, we have to figure out how to adapt to those changes. And I think the mentor program, we didn't have that then, but the yeah. mentor program for me was talking to those drivers. So as that's going away by introducing the mentor program that we have now, that's kind of a way to get back to that. So I, I appreciate that very much so because it 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 helps a lot. I hear a lot of times from students out in the field, it helps a lot being able to talk to somebody, you know, any time of the day or night. Uh, to give them advice, tell them, you know, what their experiences were. And it's going a very long way and as far as helping drivers establish themselves, get comfortable to hopefully have long careers like I've had, you know. And um, so that's one way, you know, that the company has adjusted. And I think it's very, very important. It's good. You so mentioned yeah. something really interesting about getting comfortable. I, I imagine that means different things to different drivers. What do you think about that? Um, yeah, I mean, it does mean different things, you know. Um, What's comfortable for me is not going to be what's comfortable for somebody else. And that's why, you know, I kind of mentioned that earlier. We can't expect everybody to be the same way. You know, uh, for me, I, you know, I have enough experience, enough time in now to where I'm able to choose kind of the run that I want. So I prefer to drive during daytimes because I don't sleep well during the daytime. So I don't want to drive at night 
to have to sleep in the daytime, whereas somebody else might prefer to drive at night because there's less traffic, the weather's cooler, different things like that. Maybe the passengers sleep, and so you don't have to interact with them as much for different reasons. You know, different drivers have different things that make them comfortable. So I think finding that comfort level is very important. Maybe it's the city you work in. You know, one thing I love about Greyhound is that we have the opportunity to work in different locations. You can bid to one city in one time of the year, another city in another time of the year. And so you can find out what that level of comfort is that makes it easiest to, for you to do your job. And, you know, um, understanding that, again, what's comfortable for one might not be comfortable for the other. So I think that's very, very important, finding that comfort level. And I go back to John in the beginning, um, what he told me was important. He said, you know, you have to take time for your family. And there, there were times where, you know, I would work, 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 and my family would be missing me. And so every once in a while, you know, you have to take that time and say, okay, I'm going to slow down, take a break for a minute. Maybe it's just one trip. Maybe you need to, you know, take two trips, whatever is the case is. Maybe you book off for nine hours and do it. Who knows? But you have to find a way to get that comfort level, not just with the job, but with your family. They have to be comfortable also because your family's mm -hmm. not comfortable with it then that's going to put a whole nother stress on you. That's going to make <laughs> Well, everyone, we are going to push the pause button on this conversation with operator Reggie Evans, but be sure to tune in next week for part two as we continue to listen to operator Evans talk about the Greyhound driving experience.